You're listening to a Stand Up New York podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to A Girl's Guide. I am comedian Chanel Ali, and while this is called A Girl's Guide, it's just a guide by a girl. You don't gotta be a girl. You can sit at the girls' table today. I'm offering tips and tools for you to handle all of the smoke in your life better. Let's get it ironed out. And uh, I am joined by a lot of my very funny and very talented comedian friends. Today I'm so excited to have the amazing, the incredible, Joyelle Johnson. Not only a comedian, not only a writer, not only an actress, but an activist out here on red carpets shouting out her (laughs) abortion and letting people know you don't have to have shame about making decisions that are right for you. Welcome. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. It's always weird when you have to sit there while somebody tells you how awesome amazing you, are, you are. But I appreciate yeah. it. Thank you. Yeah, no, you're great. You're amazing. As I, are you. I'm so happy to know you. I'm happy to know you. And beyond everything we've been through, I'm so happy that we didn't get arrested. <laughs> there, I feel like there were a few times where mm. that was on the docket. Mm. Uh, an arrest could have been warranted. It could have been warranted. And also, we learned a lot of good lessons together, you know? We did a festival that was in Boston. This is before weed was legal in Boston. Yeah. And for whatever reason, we decided we could promote and be a part of a festival called the 420 Fest. <laughs> we just thought, nobody will know. They won't even suspect a thing. Yeah. I think it had just legalized, though. Really? Because it got raided. It did get raided, but I thought it was raided on, like, a technicality. Mm, like they weren't allowed to sell it in a non-whatever so, yeah, space. I think it got raided mm. in a, on a technicality. That was my thought that happened because yeah. no one got arrested, right? I don't know. We left. We definitely left. We left. We, and we left, and one of our friends grabbed a bunch of J's off mm-hmm. of a table. In the scuffle. In, a, in the scuffle, in the chaos. So shout out to that homie because uh, we smoked. There was a bunch of J's. Yeah, no, like, we, no, we were good for, I don't know, like two days. Two days. <laughs> You know, for the three of us potheads, for sure. We got through it, but yes. I just remember feeling, like, really concerned that we were just going to get hemmed up and caught up with, like, something stupid. And also, an undercover cop walked by us as we were leaving, and I was like, oh, that guy's walking like he has poop in his butt. Must be a cop. Must be a cop. <laughs> so let that be a lesson to you. If you see somebody playing clothes, and you're like, oh, that guy's walking like his cheeks are stuck together with poop in them. Yeah. And maybe a stick? I don't know. stick up the ass. It's like he's still trying to move, though, and mm-hmm. he's like really like trying to get somewhere. That's a, that's a cop. That's okay? a cop. Mm-hmm. And you should leave that space and do like we did, which is pick a meetup point yeah. two blocks <laughs> yes, away. We, Immediately. Did we just text each other? Yes. We're like, we are up the block. We texted each other like in the scuffle as this place is getting raided. We're going to meet a few blocks away. But I was a little scared that we yeah. were going to meet up and one of the cops was going to show up. Like, yeah, I have his phone. Oh, I remember what it was. They didn't raid it because it was weed. They raided, remember that party that was happening in there at the same time? No. There were too many people in there. That's why they said they raided it. It was just too crowded? It was just too crowded. It wasn't and even it was that like, many people in there. That party, there was, and mm. it was steam coming out of there. It was coming out of so there. So they, they was doing something else crazier. Yes. Okay. I think, I think crazier things were happening than weed. I mean, that makes honestly, me feel good. Because honestly, I was watching them spend a lot of money, a lot of taxpayer money to come up there and, and break up a comedy show. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, I, it wasn't us. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. It wasn't us. We we didn't we weren't breaking any laws. <laughs> it's just a little just a little grass. <laughs> um, I want to talk about um, dating interracially. Ooh, okay. Is this because you're you're in an interracial relationship? I am. I is am. it? But isn't he mixed too? He's mixed. Yes, he's half Taiwanese, Taiwan, 
not Thailand. Tell us. Um, <laughs> no one, everyone confuses that. Mm. And uh, he's half Thai when he's half white. Wow. Yeah. So I wish there was another term for that even, because it's like more complicated than interracial dating now. Oh, it absolutely right? is. And I found out about like the biracial plight. Oh, yes. There's a biracial plight, y'all. They be having colorism of their own. Oh, my God. So much. And on like both sides of their families and stuff. I've learned a lot, and uh, I apologize to any biracials I may have disrespected in my journey in this <laughs> life because y'all have it difficult. We're learning. We're learning. Yeah. I had Cab Washington on my podcast a couple weeks ago, and I told him I never wanted to be light-skinned in my life because yeah. I felt like they had it rough. They yeah. had it rough. Yeah. And even a lot of the girls I know that had like really, really crazy relationships early on in high school were like light-skinned girls that everybody thought was really pretty. And I was like, dang, yeah. why y'all treat them so bad? I, and also, I feel like we have a, a pretty medium tone. Yes. Um, depending yeah. on what time of the year it That's is. That's right. How and much now I that you say that, I do appreciate that because it's been a black plight to be dark and a black plight to be light. Absolutely. And we are just toting that middle line. <laughs> We're skating. Brown. <laughs> We're looking, we looking like tables and couches. That's right. And, and, and paper bags. It's giving um, bags. It's giving bags. It's giving actual moisturized bags. Moisturized bags. Yes, moisturized Somehow. bags. In Somehow. the summer, I'm not passing the bag test. But in the winter? That's right. Maybe. But, so is this your first interracial relationship? It's not. My, um, my, like, my second boyfriend was a white boy. Yeah. And that was like just kind of like he was he was ugly. Oh, yeah, he was not cute. His credit wasn't good. I I don't even think he had credit. Oh, okay, it was early. This this was an aspect of low self esteem. Oh, <laughs> that I was with this dude. I, I understand. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, I mean, we've all been there. It, right? ha- it happens. It happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But do you think that when you meet a guy who's not black, that you can tell whether or not they're down with black girls? I I mean. You know, there's that meme going around of that white boy who had his hair cut, you know, like a Philly dude. It. So <laughs> he comes into the barber shop looking like a crazy white boy who stormed January 6th. Mm. And then the after is like a cut looking like a dude from Philly or something. Oh, he got a fade. And so the meme says, uh, there's this black girl at my job. And the barber's <laughs> like, say less. <laughs> and then you see the after. And if I saw that dude with... You know, mm. a lineup you would and feel. a moisturized beard and certain moisturized face. There are ways to know that um, white boys are into black women. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're I, like, you look moist. You look like you put yeah. some butters and things on your skin. <laughs> you must have dabbled. So I, I took you tell. to a West African market, didn't I? Exactly, exactly. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have shea butter in your house. You got some containers full of oil, don't you? Yes, you do. They hard and you know what winter. to do with them. Okay. Mm. Okay. I, I honestly feel like I can really see it in their eyes. Whether they're interested or not? Not ne- whether they're interested. Mm-hmm. Whether they're open to it. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't know the difference until, in my opinion, until I met a white guy who was really trying to get at me. Yeah. And at first, we went on a whole date that I did not know was a date. <laughs> what did you think it was? <laughs> I thought he was just like, yo, you, you're into jazz. <laughs> I saw this jazz place. I thought you'd like it. I was like, hey, yeah, homie. Let's go. Let's go, my guy. <laughs> did, you, did you show up in like sweats and a no, t-shirt? <laughs> no, I, sh- I showed up better than I showed up for my own podcast. But I did. Uh, I put on a cute outfit, but this is just because we were going out. And yeah. I, I also remember like 
noticing that people were looking at us for sure that we oh, were yeah. at a, a all white establishment and it was me with a white guy and i was like oh man I'm, <laughs> it's a lot of attention <laughs> yeah you know i don't really need this i'm trying to steal in here and everybody <laughs> keeps looking everybody keeps looking over i'm trying to put something in my purse you know <laughs> i like these little these little containers and i can't even take them because interracial dating um but I just remember when I realized it, I was like, oh, it did feel a little different because, mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is going to sound really fucked up, but it's, it's really how I feel. I just felt like he talked to me like I was a person. Oh, novel idea. You know? Novel idea. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, I, prior to that, a lot of conversations I had with white men was very, like, surface and it was almost like they don't even know where to place me, you right. know, like, uh, yes, you're a woman and I'm a man. So I guess I should be a gentleman, but you're a black woman and I'm a white man. Yeah. And so I just don't really totally like know how to like even be friendly with you. Yeah. Yeah. Because because with white men and black men, at least they have the man stuff. Absolutely. And then obviously with white women and white men, they t- talk about, you know, gift cards, supremacy. Oh, yeah. the world. Um, Equally, but, they spend an equal amount of time. On yeah, yeah, things. yeah, and and then also it's like you know wanting to know. I can I can tell when it's a fetish. I th- I feel like I can mm, look at certain. I definitely people could, I can tell that as tell well. When it's a fetish, and now I'm noticing with dating a uh, half Taiwanese man, I can tell when white boys have an Asian fetish because that one. That one's huge too. Mm. Yeah, there's a lot of little. They call them hoppers. Uh, running around. Yeah. And now I'm noticing it much more now that I'm dating one. I have an uncle who had a really messy breakup when I was like 10. He had a really messy divorce. Like my aunt left, like as she was ironing. She left? Yeah. She was like ironing his clothes and obviously they must have been having a discussion and she was like. F this. Dipped. Like icon, it was iconic. I love that for it her. It was iconic. I'd love to meet and her. The, the ironing board was up in the house for a long time. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. his house like started to crumble. Like, of course. Really, really. And so then he went to the Philippines and met a woman. Yeah. Brought her back mm-hmm. and was like, "This is my wife." Blah blah. And I, you know, enjoy yourself, uncle. You know, I'm not passing no judgment. Passport, bro. But then very quickly, she was pregnant and had a baby. Uh-huh. And when this baby came out, this baby was not black. <laughs> And I the love Filipinos the are dark. I love the baby. You love the baby? That baby, that baby is not my cousin. <laughs> you know, like, what's going on here? But it was so indicative of, like, how far he was willing to go to try to make up a new family instead of just right. taking some accountability, Jeez. you know? So I just felt like I was embarrassed. I was like, oh, my uncle's, like, scapegoating this woman's uh, a lifelong dream of coming here and having yeah. a better life probably with her child. And <laughs> it's just a part of this ugly thing now. You oh, know? gosh, didn't make it okay. No, And then she had didn't. a black child in America. It's complicated. Well, the child's going to be black to America. Oh, <laughs> it's not going to be black to you. He's absolutely going to think he's black for sure. Okay. Yeah. He and I think that's fine. Until he grows out the hair. Yeah. Do it wild he'll, we'll, have to, we'll have to braid it up for sure. <laughs> nice. That's the only way we're going to be able to do it. But has there been a learning curve with like um, dating interracially or having a, a, a boyfriend who's interracial and like trying to talk about being black? So my therapist had to tell me that he is getting his racial awakening now. With yeah. Me, for I mean, sure. of course. Hardcore. Of course. You know, and, and I'm, we, I'm and blackity we, black, black, black. I don't know if you describe yourself this way, but I always describe myself as kind of militant. Oh yeah. I, yeah. I, I yes. And yes. despite, I, some of the blackest women I know are in interracial <laughs> relationships. Yes. Um, and I, and I don't know, you know, opposites attract, I guess, mm. but the harder part 
is that he doesn't know pop culture <laughs> because his Asian mother was like, just no, study. Just no radio. Study. No, no movies, No after no school. Nothing. So he doesn't know anything about pop culture. So I'll literally be there like, yeah, my God, so Naomi Campbell. And he's like, who? Mm. And I'm like, shh, she can hear us. Gosh, <laughs> she's going to throw something at us. So you keep like, talking you about her like that. You cannot disrespect Naomi the Campbell like this. Mm. So that's been my learning curve even yeah. more so than just having the interracial relationship. It's having an inter-knowledge of pop culture in general relationship. Because mm. I'll be like, have you seen you know this thing, that thing? And yeah. You know, it's like, take your black card if you ain't seen certain things. But he hasn't seen stuff like just the general population has yeah. seen. So that's been an adorable uh, meshing of two different... Because I'm all I'm all pop culture. Mm. He is none. I, when I dated a white guy, seriously, and I actually lived with him for a while, we got into a fight one day over golf. Oh, Not over playing it. it. Watching it. Watching it? What watching it. argument? Was he Tiger had three... Tiger was not on the screen, and you know that was part of it. He yeah. wasn't even playing, but my boyfriend at the time had three TVs in his house. Like yeah. He had like different rooms, and he had golf on every TV. Ooh. And it was like one of those days where people are playing golf for 10 hours. I, I don't even know what championship it could have been. And I just, man, I just exploded on him. Turn off this golf. <laughs> Tiger's not even playing. You don't even know how to play golf. And wow. I like played golf. I don't I actually like golf. Not like this. I am so happy my dude does not care about sports. Yeah. At all. Mm. Like I because I hate sports noise. <laughs> I hate the Bad. noise of it. The I boy hate sports sounds. Boy sports sounds. When ESPN is on, I'm just like this. It makes me sleepy sometimes. I I can't stand it. I yeah. can't stand it. The noise, the yelling, the thump, the yelling, the commercials be dumb loud. And like so ignorant. Have you ever like tune in and you watch a boy show and you're like, this is what they're putting in their heads? Yeah. This is what they're trying to tell. You could be a strong man. You just got to wash with Dove. It's I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> How does Their that ads equate? are insane. Like, just washed. Just I'm wash. like, what? Yeah, no. And so I can't do sports. I can't. And I'm so happy he's also not into sports as well as pop culture. But I'm like, I'll take that. I'll take yeah. those two together versus someone who's like, I'm going to cry if their team lost the Super Bowl. Like, what? No. I dated a guy like that who would cry. Took it really personal. If his team lost. Yeah. Cry like couldn't talk to me. Had to go into his hole, and his team was losing all the time. Oh my god, it was, it was crazy. <laughs> and I was just like, "Who cares?" Yeah, they don't care about you. No, you know? they, they sure don't know you. And you also, once you. again, can't even play. Yes, this game. And that's <laughs> I can see if you used to play, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know. or like you were close and then you got hurt. <laughs> that, oh, oh, if you're close and you got hurt, yeah, I know a couple personal. of those. People. That is personal. Yeah, I'd understand, but if you just ain't never even picked up the ball. So during the pandemic, you uh, bought a gun. I did. Uh, what color is it? <laughs> she black. Ah! <laughs> she black and he black. Power black, to black. the people. Power to she the people. Black yeah. um, was that like a joint decision that you guys made or was that something that you oh, he decided? Was, he was very against it. Ah! <laughs> How did I know? <laughs> How did very... I know that in this interracial relationship during the pandemic, you said, look, it's time for us to get strapped. <laughs> I got a place. Let's go. And he was like. Joyelle, 
Let's said, calm down. Ma'am. <laughs> Let's said, take a We got to shoot ourselves out of here. I don't know what's going on. I was scared. I was living yeah. in Georgia. Oh, yeah. I, I was living in Georgia. Yeah. And in Atlanta, Atlanta is very insular. Atlanta is, is great. Yeah. Black people everywhere, gay people everywhere. Everyone's great. Yeah. You go outside of the... It's called the perimeter. Mm -hmm. You go outside that perimeter, Trump flags, American flags, the size of the And they got guns. Oh, absolutely. They have multiple guns. guns. One in the car, one in the barn. Yeah. They got guns. I mean, one in the car, you're lucky. And that's why road rage in Atlanta is crazy because Mm. you. People, everyone has guns, so yeah. there's no point in even engaging in road yeah. rage. Like, why we we not gonna talk that long? No, absolutely. And like, people getting shot in parking lots. Mm-hmm. And, and was he craziness. was your boyfriend from Atlanta? No, no. You guys just moved there together because you wanted to have cheaper rent. But my family was down there. Okay, my mother. Yeah. And also, it was good. I thing. wanted to be close to my mama, especially during that time. Absolutely, during the okay. wild, wild west. So COVID. you guys go down there. You get a place. You start looking around, and you're like, you know what? I need yes. <laughs> A piece. A piece. Yeah. A piece. I want to learn how to use it. I yeah. want to know how to use it. I want to not be scared. Have you ever shot a gun before? Uh, no, but I've had the opportunity, and I said, no, thank you. I'm going to read my Harry Potter book in the car. <laughs> Why does that like someone asked I just, a child I just to go shoot a yeah. gun? Well, I was in high school, but I just, you know, I was like, no, I just, it's not, it's not for me. It's terrifying. I don't yeah. like it. Yeah. I, I don't sweat, like I shake. I have I all of the physiological like guns. I don't like them either. Um, but I like black people having protection. I love black people having protection. All black people go yeah. get yourself registered, go get yourself a gun. I also and I'm sure you feel this way too, but I also feel like legally. Legally, yes. Legally. Legally. <laughs> legally. Uh legally. Um, but I also feel like, you know, Black people just, okay, we hate the NRA, right? Or we hate a lot of these gun lobbyists. Yeah. And what we hate about them so much is the hypocrisy. Right. And I feel like the only way to really out, outline it is to show how uncomfortable people get when black people are armed. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Because while the NRA every day and lots of gun lobbyists will say every day it's for our protection and we need it and blah, blah, blah. When those numbers go up yeah. and black people start just like you did in Atlanta, because you said when you went to the gun store, there was a lot of black people there. That black day. people in Asian. They were strapping up. Strapping up. You know, we have good purses and we put it in there. Hello. And I just think that is really the, the defining factor because then it's almost like we show them a mirror. Like, look, yeah. we could be a militia in the same way that it seems like y'all be a militia all the time. It's what the Black Panthers did in San mm-hmm. Francisco and they immediately passed laws Sam. when them Panthers came onto the Capitol stairs strapped. Yeah. They was like, oh no, we didn't mean y'all. Yeah. So we got to change the laws for everybody. Mm-hmm. And I truly believe if the majority of black people in America were registered with the FBI having guns, they'd be like, we need to change these laws. Yeah, we would be like, the access is too easy. <laughs> the, yeah, no, 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 we need to strengthen this. And and also get rid of the, the assault rifles. We don't need those. Yeah, we don't need those. I, I don't, uh, I just don't, I don't know what kind of game you could be hunting that you feel like it's necessary. Hogs, apparently. Pigs. Okay. Pigs are ruining like Texas and they're stampeding <laughs> and there's really? all these dudes. Yes, I, I had a dude call into one of the radio stations I did shout and he out was like, I to Karen need- Hunter. And he was like, well, the gestation of a hog is like six weeks. And then these hogs come and they ruin all your crops. So he, we were like, you out there mowing <laughs> pigs down with an AK? And he's like, Sir. what you want me to do? What? <laughs> this is a 
man too. Oh, a black man was saying it. So I was like, I know them. Um, the mothers think the same way. They must be like, oh, we are we get, we're killing the pigs or whatever else they're yeah. killing. Yeah. Wow. The hog population. The hog is to blame. It's the hogs. for all the guns in the south. I was told about the hogs, so they need the AKs for the hogs. I don't subscribe to that. <laughs> but you don't carry in New York, or do you carry in New York? No, 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 no. Yeah. Um, oh, in New York. Yeah, word. Um, I actually was writing with a comedian the other day. I'm not going to say his name, but um, we were in his car, and all of a sudden he was like, oh, can you hold my gun real quick? And I was like, yeah, I got you. And I just grabbed it with my shirt, because I'm not going, I'm not born yesterday. Why did he need you to hold it? He was trying to move it from wherever he stored it to put it in a different bag. And here's the kick. Here's the kicker. The reason he needed his hands free and he needed to hand me this gun. Driving? No, oh. no. <laughs> Which would have been equally scary. <laughs> the reason he needed his hands free and he had to hand me his gun is because he needed to get the bag and also a second gun that he needed to put in the bag. Oh, two bear. guns. But the crazy part is that every comedian in the South. That's every they comedian got two guns? in Atlanta. Oh, a lot of comedians in Philly are strapped. So many guns. So much so, one of my friends. Gets to the Atlanta airport and he's going through TSA because you oh, know no. sometimes we're running. And oh, he said, no. a black dude at the TSA goes, and I quote, you ain't got that thing on you. <laughs> and sure enough, he had he that did. thing on him. So he was like, I missed that gig. <laughs> I was playing a comedy club in Philly and one of my good comedy girlfriends from Philly, she texts me like, hey, can you let me in the back door? Uh, I don't want to go through the front to go to security. And I'm like. That's kind of weird, but okay. Sure. Sure. So I let her in and she's like, yeah, I just, I didn't want to go through because I had my gun on me. And yes. I was like, why you got your gun on you? And she was like, cause you know, what if somebody do something crazy? And I was like, it's just you and me in here. <laughs> <laughs> what if it's you just, do something crazy? I was like, crazy. it's just you and me in here. And now I know that I'm the one without a gun. <laughs> you are the one without a gun. You are the but one without a gun. I understood. I was like, she's been living in Philly a lot longer than me and dealing with the streets of Philly every day that I don't really deal with anymore. Yeah. So to her, it was like, oh, I just always have it with me. I was also coming to your show, but right. I also always have it with me. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's the thing. Like, there's something, it just really does make you feel safer yeah. in a sense. Because in Atlanta, you could have one in your car mm-hmm. and in the house, and you could take it back and forth from the car to the house and driving with it does make as a woman yeah i felt more secure going into this gas station in the middle of the night i love it when you feel secure right because i don't want to i don't want to have to do something like that but i want to know how to do it if it go down yeah absolutely and you've been driving for a while so you were were you taking the train you used to take the train in new york though yeah it's gotten much worse. I've heard. It's and I never used to be the type of person to complain about trains in New York City. I really was kind of like, you know, if you live in a city, like there're just parts of it that are dangerous. But the train has gotten like insane. There was a guy that was like stabbing just women's legs. Oh no. Very specific stabbings were happening and they just caught him. Oh. But I was just like, dang. As soon as I read that, I was like, oh my god, my legs are gorgeous. What am I going <laughs> to do? <laughs> my legs are I can't deserve any stabs. You see me coming out. I'm mostly legs. Dude, you know? I, I mean, I met uh, a comedian who got hit by a train. What? Yeah. They throwing trains at people? Yeah, they, they are throwing trains at people. Mm-hmm. They be throwing trains at people. Um, I just, listen, first of all, I'm bougie. Yeah. But second of all, I don't feel safe down there anymore. Don't feel and safe down there anymore. Shout out to all my soldiers out here every single Absolutely. day in these New York subway streets. I'm not even I'm not even out there every day. I be, I be Ubering. I switch back and forth. And some days I just be like, I can't today I can't. with this. 
I, can't, I, I get so guard. mad when people make me come into the city in the middle of the day. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> Luckily, I, you can park that, up here. Because, you can. There's good parking up here. Yeah, that's the only reason I said okay, because if this was in was there, Square. Was there ever a time you remember on the train somebody messing with you or you having to, like, boss up on people? Well, um, one, of, one of, no, no. People don't tend to mess with me, and mm. I'm not saying I don't look tough. I don't know that yeah. I look tough. I'm just a big bitch. <laughs> so it's like, you tall. I, you, I'm tall. How I'm tall, tall are you? I'm five, ten and a half. That's plenty. I'm five, ten and a half. I'm not, I weigh 200 pounds. What? So if, and I, I have a joke about this. If you're going to think about who you do, who to mess with, <laughs> do you want to try me? Yes. And it's only truly crazy people yeah. who are going up to like big black men. You're like, oh, he's actually crazy. Yeah. Like, where are you going to take me? I think the majority of the people down there aren't. Crazy and not you know not saying crazy in the ableist right, way, but right. in the old school way. I apologize if I offended anyone, but it, I can tell. So I haven't had any of those situations. But when I first came to New York, I was it was one late night. I was headed home, going in Union Square, very popular subway. But it was around two a.m. I see a woman walking down the stairs. She's clip clopping. She got on some stilettos and a little skirt. Mm -hmm. So she says goodbye to her friend, and I hear these dudes be like, "There go one." And in my head, I thought they were trying to holler at her. We get on the subway. She sits down. They surround her. They're flirting. And she's like, <laughs> all this stuff. Oh. I'm just watching it. You're like, here we go. There's people on the subway. Yeah. It's not empty. Yeah. And then the next stop we get to, the doors are about to close. One of the dudes grabs her purse and runs out the door. Dang. And the doors shut. She tries to. His friends are still there. Ooh. And she starts yelling at them. And she's like, that's my purse, my ID. She's like freaking out, crying. Yeah. No one helps her. They feel No nothing. one does anything. And the dudes were just sitting there like, what? And, they were and like, then, we barely know him. Right, right. No, they didn't. <laughs> but I realized when they were like, that's one right there, they meant a mark. Mm, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So absolutely. I, they I could know. tell that she would be Easy. easier, easier to just Easy. grab and run. Yeah, to grab yeah. and run. I got on a backpack. I got right. on bags. And you're them, looking at them in the eye. Like, what's oh, up? Oh, I'm looking at people. I don't got headphones up? on. Yeah. I'm looking at you. Anytime people are around me, no headphones. Yeah. You got to be, you got to stay aware. But also, <laughs> I don't go down there anymore. No, I love that for you. And I'm, <laughs> I'm a, I aspire to get down there. But, or get like you. But until then, goals. I do have a couple of things that I do when I feel like somebody crazy comes at me on the train. Okay. And I'm going to give them to you and you tell me what you think about these okay. methods. Okay. Uh, the first thing I like to do is if somebody comes up to you and they're being crazy is what I call the look around. Uh -huh. So if somebody comes up to you and they're like, yo, you alone? Just be like... <laughs> Nice. Just like you look disoriented. Yeah, just like you you can't even see them almost, but you're like, did I hear something? Yeah. And they really look like you're looking for some shit. Be like, what the fuck? I just I like that. I like a little bait and switch. Because it's so it's so like spastic that they'll be like, oh well, let me help you find what you, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Get crazy. You like that one? Okay, I do like that one. Okay. I like that one. And also for me, I would add a little moving away with it. Yes. <laughs> we start to find the thing in the next car. Yeah. Is there some oh I'll go out these doors. They nah. just opened. Okay, the number two is um to look. When somebody crazy comes at you on public transportation, look just above their eye line, right? Like just yeah. above on their forehead, and then squint at it. Ooh, like you got something. What's on your face? You got something on your face? Oh my god! And then like act like you trying to like, oh my god, what is on your face? Rub that, rub that away. Yeah, you got to do it quick. Worked? You can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds like something. Has it worked, girl? These I are can't. tried and true. I've been in New York City years. I need to, <laughs> I need to see this one in action. 
it makes you uncomfortable if somebody is not looking you in your eyes I'm and looking. they're looking at your face. I promise you. It's human nature. It's if human you can nature. see somebody looking at a portion of your face and they're not looking in your <laughs> eye, you'd be like, what the hell you looking at? <laughs> what is wrong with me? It's just here. Just You'd be like, you'd be like, oh, I'm not yeah. even ready to attack a woman oh. if I'm looking crazy, I guess. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you, you have to write that scene into a movie because <laughs> I need to see that play out. Okay, another one. In many scenarios. Another one. If somebody crazy comes up to you on the train and mm-hmm. starts talking to you, start fake choking. <coughs> <laughs> <laughs> Just go crazy with it. I'd have a fake asthma attack. That's right. Pull out your pump, start shaking it, pretend it's empty. Ah, you're dying now. Now they, they want to rob you, they're going to have a murder. Oh, I like that one. I like that one. Do uh, something else that's more dramatic so that they'd have to go get you yeah, help. You, I'm dying already. Help me. <laughs> you're trying to talk about your money problems. Yeah. I can't breathe over here. Oh, you're talking about just like beggars? Uh, anybody who's saying anything crazy to you. I mean, they're going to say a lot yeah. of things, you know? Uh, number four. Tell them all your problems. Somebody comes up to me. What? Oh, you were going to say. Somebody comes up to me and they're like, you know what I've been through? And I'm like, hell yes. Yes, I I do. And I also been through it. And I was just telling them before you got here that I'm sick and tired of it. My whole life. I've been squatting heavy, drinking water for what? It's crazy. My dad don't even text me back sometimes. It's crazy to me. Not sometimes. <laughs> sometimes we have a great relationship. <laughs> but time, other times, yeah. I like that one. I like the thought of matching their energy. Whatever mm-hmm. they're bringing into the table, try to, you know, get aggressive with it too. Yes. You right? Where's the money at? Mm-hmm. I need money too. That's I got right. bills. Yeah. Yes. That's right. We are on a spaceship mm-hmm. and it's bright in here. It is. Just- it is. You need glasses? I got some glasses. When somebody gives you something crazy, let's double it. Yeah. Let's double see down. how crazy we can be. Let's let's be crazy. You're not going to scare me with your crazy. I'm going to make you look and see what you really look like. This is you right now. You see how I'm shouting how crazy? You see how uncomfortable it is? For everybody. And then, of course, the last thing you do, and this is like, if nothing else has worked, you got to flex on them. Obviously, if you have a gun, that helps. But flexing <laughs> on them, letting them know, like, oh, I, I don't... Actual arm flex. Yes. Flex on them. Like I like this. that. I we like got to bring this back. This The flexing. We just got to bring it back. We just got to. What about if you just like show a titty and then run away? You'd be surprised on the train. How oh, that doesn't scare people. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on how scary your titties are. <laughs> I've seen some scary titties in my life. Yeah, no, I, I have too. Honestly, in Times Square. I went to the comedy show once in Times Square, which is a really hard place to do comedy because it's very loud. Mm-hmm. And even though we were, we had a microphone and like seated guests, it was like, we're outside. <laughs> you were outside in Outside Times in Times Square, like in the, it was like Did four. Did you paid for that? Yeah, that was, oh, that was like God. part of Caroline's. It was a big thing. It was a big show. But um, <laughs> they told us we had to be super clean because we're outside and there's kids and shit. And so this comedian gets on stage and he's cussing a little bit. And they're like, they're getting a, a little annoyed. And he's like, you guys told me I had to be clean, but there's a lady sitting in the back row fully naked. And we turn around. <laughs> we all turn around. And this white lady is completely naked. She only has on like two overall strings. That are yeah. connected to some shorts, but her titties are out. out. Old lady too, right? Out. And so when we turned to her, she literally immediately says, fuck you, asshole. <laughs> and I was like, did you pay this lady? <laughs> is this, is this, this a bit? Because it's hilarious, <laughs> but insane. 
Oh my gosh. I hate those shows. Don't yeah. stop booking me. I just had to do one in Central Park. And it was so funny because the lady specifically messaged me and was like, no cursing, no sex, no abortion. Ooh. <laughs> and that I was like, specific. Who, me? She what was like, you like, who have you been talking what, to? What, what, who told you? What? I would never joke I would about such never specific. talk about the abortion word. And I'm just like, who cares? Mm-hmm. People are coming. We're in New time. York. And also, why are you hiring comedians and not trusting them to like comedy? To just be funny. To comedy. But also, go to a church and get mm. you a church comic. Yeah, there's lots of them. For outside. Yeah, they'll be hype. There's plenty. There's plenty. I, there was upstairs. I seen them. Do you think that you've had to like um, educate more people on being pro-choice? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> you feel like you've boys but yeah dumb boys mostly dumb boys i would love it if we could figure out maybe a way to get i don't know an app or something that just exposes all the men who paid for abortions i mean let's I, trace the funds hello because we can't get pregnant by ourselves somebody's doing it yeah it's just like every woman knows someone who's had an abortion but mm. men don't know anyone who paid for them very suspicious <laughs> so so suspicious very suspicious yeah i know i i honestly believe 90 percent of people deep down in their hearts are pro-choice i i absolutely agree i might even say 95 percent mm-hmm. you know it's like there's a very small sect of devout Yes. Believers. And those are the people who are like, I don't care. What the si- I don't care. And we got to make more babies. I actually, quote unquote, respect because it should be across the ro- the board. Yes. And there shouldn't be good abortions and bad abortions. Like, if you really feel that if way. If you believe it. Absolutely. If you believe we, you know, it's a bad thing. It's a yes. bad thing across the board. I also, know? I all, especially as a black woman, I'm always like, if ever I've engaged with somebody who's saying that they're pro-life, I'm like, okay, but how often do black women die during childbirth? Because I know the statistics about it. Yeah. And we're in America where we have great science, great technology, incredible medicine, incredible research. Black women are dying for a very specific reason. Medical and, racism. And if they're, yeah, medical racism. And if they are dying and their babies are dying, mm-hmm. how pro-life are you that you're not even bringing that up? Yeah. I mean, there's so there's so many holes in their arguments and least of all being... You don't care about any, you know, social services mm-hmm. or whatever after the baby is born. You just want to have the baby. You know, it just doesn't make any sense. What is that going to do to my body? Hello? Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't, I've, I've had to educate many pro-choice, um, pro-life, anti-choice people. Mm-hmm. But what I realized, the ones that I could change are usually the young ones, you know. Mm, Little young ones will come up to me at, like, say, a Politicon event or something like that. And they'll just be like, you tell me why. <laughs> and I'd be like, are you a virgin? And they're like, what? And they're like, huh? And a couple of them be like, yeah, I'm a virgin. I'm like, let me know when you get your dick wet, buddy. Mm-hmm. Let me know when you, when you start have living. slept with someone you never even want to see again, let yeah. alone parent with. Forever. Who comes to tell you they are pregnant with your child. Absolutely. Like, shut up. People People down deep are selfish mm-hmm. and petty. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to affecting their direct life, I guarantee most of these people will find a reason to have an abortion. Yeah. <laughs> it could be as simple as a black man knocking up your 15-year-old daughter. Mm. I, I don't know if you know this about me, but I, it's important to me that I want to adopt one day. Oh. Um, yeah, maybe not too many, but <laughs> at least I'll try it, you know, see what's up, mm-hmm. see, see what's up. Um, but I also am open to the idea of having one kid of my own, mm-hmm. um, 
only because I want to see if I make a funny baby. Oh, no. You don't know how There's no way. DNA f- is funny? No, it goes, it skips a generation. Oh. So you have a funny grandbaby. Your child would be like an accountant. That's, Not to say accountants aren't funny. I mean, a funny grandbaby, a funny grandmother, we have a sitcom. But there you go. Yeah. If you're willing to invest that mm. time. <laughs> That's hard. <laughs> yeah. And That's that is a crapshoot. Yeah. And I also wondered if two funny people would cancel out. Like, if I make I a baby with a funny that. guy, oh, absolutely. would we make an unfunny embryo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fertilized? I think so. <laughs> it's like when two ugly people have a gorgeous kid, you're mm. like, oh, it canceled each, other, canceled each other out. We might have to do research on this. I, and the research will be with your uterus? No, uh, just, <laughs> you know, other funny people and the babies they've had. I mean... I teach a comedy class and I always study. Yes, uh, yeah, I teach a comedy class and I teach them to study bombs. Yeah. Oh hell yeah. And hell one yeah. of the one of my favorite bombs to study is uh, Mason Pryor bombing at the Apollo. I don't know if you ever saw it. Whoa, Mason Pryor is one of the Pryors. Richard Pryor's son. Yes. That's terrifying. Yeah, even more terrifying is like back in the day he used to follow me on Instagram and sometimes hit me up and I was like, what's going on? <laughs> Listen, but here's what the thing. What is going on? If my last name's prior mm-hmm. i'm not doing stand-up i'll do anything else i don't know if i could say i would be able to resist the urge to do stand-up but i would resist the urge to do it at the apollo if i'm lebron james jr i'm yeah. gonna be sports medicine or sport yeah. like something sports adjacent i can't mm. follow in the footsteps of one of the greatest and shout out i, I hear baby lebron's doing great right baby lebron I think. I don't know anything about sports. I don't know. But I know that I wouldn't want that pressure. Yeah. I, I was happy no one in my family has ever done stand-up, so I have no one to compare it to. There's a, a pivotal moment in the bomb where they start to boo. Ooh. And he says, oh, show some respect now. <gasps> I am Richard Pryor's son. He doesn't finish the sentence, but he says it. He says it. Hey, show some respect now. For and my like, dad's balls. <laughs> we do not respect your dad's balls. We never have. We don't know what he told you and who sent you here. And then yeah. even worse, I think Steve Harvey was the host. And so Oof. they they boo him off the stage. And then, oh, in the extended version, uh, oh, Steve no. Harvey comes back on stage. And he says, y'all got to let this boy try, okay? Like, let him go uh, out there and do his thing. Y'all got to hear oh, him that's out. that's even worse. Way worse. That's even worse. So then he comes out and he does, he does like, okay, because obviously they've been subdued. <laughs> They're yeah. in submission now. Um, but it's just a classic story of, like, a little bit of nepotism and a little bit of overconfidence. And also, ego, yeah. how quickly the entertainment world would love to set up some cameras to watch you fail. They would oh, love for sure. to say, people look. People in general love to watch people fail. Yeah. That's why Apollo was so successful. They was ready to be like, let's boo the comedian who gets three words out of their mouth. Yeah. I would never. I, Apollo was the scariest thing in the world. It's still scary. Yeah. I would, yeah. And yeah. I don't even think they boo anymore. No, I, I don't think they allow them to. Yeah. Entertainment space at this point. But yeah, watching Apollo when I was a kid i would absolutely never set myself up for that hmm. but i also wouldn't you know I, my parent my father was a doctor my mother was a nurse and i was like art mm, i'm impressed that you even thought that way oh, oh i thought i was gonna be a doctor but mm. then when i changed my mind my mother was like i don't think you would have made a good doctor ah. I'm like you know what you're correct because mm. i came from two medical professionals so yeah. once again it's gonna skip a, a generation. generation yeah so maybe my kid would be a doctor but i also don't want to find out Mm. <laughs> too many variables we'll never know we will never know but the worst the most uncomfortable bomb for me is the doug williams one on the oh um, 
Thank you so much for bringing that up. We were just talking about that. That makes me so With Jamie Foxx. Oh, God. Yes. yes. That made me so... That's still to this a day. A pivotal moment in black comedy, oh. if I may. Yeah. A, yes. If you haven't seen it, go to YouTube right oh. now. I don't even know what to search. Uh, it, I Am Your Conscience? I don't know oh. what to search. I think it's even. the Emmett Smith roast. I think mm. it was the Emmett Smith roast. That So the clip in this roast of a comedian being made fun of by Jamie Foxx has become so iconic that the roast itself, I can't remember any other part of it. No, I don't think any of the other parts. Ever been televised, really? Yeah. I don't even know. Maybe it came on once. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they took that clip and ran with it. And yeah. when I tell you, that is the reason I will never do a roast or a roast mm. battle or anything like that because I say you are, stand-up's hard enough. Yeah. Stand-up is hard enough. And when mm. you let yourself open to something like that, no. No competition, no nothing for me. I can't. I I, that that clip that clip makes me so uncomfortable. It's I feel really so bad for him. It's really uncomfortable. Yeah, but he's yeah. had a pretty good career. I I think he's doing. I've heard he's been all right. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I I'm not so. I'm not gonna go see him, but I I've hope, heard he's doing all right. I hope he's doing all right. <laughs> it's classic, and also Jamie Foxx has such good musicality to his voice that if he's making fun of you, I am your. I just told another joke that didn't land. <laughs> oh, it's just too buttery and soft of oh. a harsh. Criticism, I, it's too yeah. many good things. It's too, yeah, it's too, it's too good. It's too good if you're if you're feeling bad about yourself and in comedy. In comedy, <laughs> if you take a bad a bomb in comedy, just go watch some bombs that have been televised. I even know a comedian who who bombed back in the day, and like some guy put the tape up online with the moniker like "This is the worst comedian, whatever, whatever," yes. and then he had to sue the guy to like get it taken down or get the the label removed. Even did he sue? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and was successful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's our boy. He did that? I don't know if he's our boy, but... Okay. Um, I'm it's happy. a guy. It's a person we know. <laughs> okay, I'm happy for that because I need to know that I could do that. What? She's listen, like, I'm anticipating. This is, but this is why you never know how you're going to catch your crazy bomb. And mm. luckily, all my crazy bombs have not been televised. Yes. One time I did a Thankfully. set... I did a set uh, on Manhattan Network Television, and they didn't promote the comedy show. Like, we're doing a live comedy show. We need a live audience. There's two people there in a television <laughs> studio. And one of my friends who doesn't really do comedy anymore, but she used to stutter. Mm -hmm. And she was Aww. still a funny comedian. She had, like, lots of funny bits about it. And she started hardcore on this day. Like, so much so that she left the stage and just you know the host came on and like covered for her and so she's all distraught afterwards she's like oh my god i can't believe that happened i'm mortified i just bombed on yeah. tv i stuttered i got stuck and i was like girl nobody saw that nobody <laughs> and nobody, nobody will that. see it and that nobody is beautiful that. that you could bomb like that and no one will know. Absolutely. So, so let's be thankful that it happened today. Let's be thankful. Yeah. And she thankful. quit comedy after that. She, <laughs> oh, God. No, she's a, a good writer. A good bomb She's a great quit. writer. She just doesn't. She's not interested in dealing with this anymore. <laughs> so I appreciate it. You never know when that bomb going to come. <laughs> you know, it's, it's always it's going to find you. It's, it's hustling. It's going to find you. Okay. So now we've come to the part of the episode uh, where we play a game called uh, I'm Good. Ooh. Yeah. I look fly. I, I didn't know we had a theme song, but here we do. That's for next episode. We know. Um, so basically, it's just I'm going to pretend, and then you're going to pretend that we're trying to give each other a final drink or a final drug at a party. I'm trying to get you to take something. Okay. And we're going to creatively say reasons why we can't. Okay. Okay, so you're going to start. All you okay. have to do is make a concoction and try to give it to me, and I'm okay. going to uh, say no. What is that? 
This is weed. Oh, you want? I mm, I shouldn't. I'm about to take the train, and I want to make sure I'm in my right oh, really? sense of mind. No, I want to take the train sober, just in case a crazy person says something to me, and oh. I have to out crazy him. You can out crazy him high. Uh, I don't know. I might start giggling, not take it seriously. I might giggling. not commit to the. I might not commit to the bit. Okay, and if you don't commit to the bit, you might make him laugh too, and then y'all both giggling, and then the situation's neutralized. Come on. And let this be a lesson to you, and how some of your friends will make you do drugs. I'm gonna there you go. <laughs> I was. <laughs> That I won. won. She won the game. <laughs> you won the game. Okay, okay. It's it's your turn. Okay, okay, make, okay, okay. I got this incredible margarita mix, and it's it's insane <sighs> the way they make it because they take like Kilimanjaro ice, like from I'm, a mountain. I'm good. And then they, <laughs> and then they wait. You didn't let me finish making it. Oh, Kilimanjaro. And then they um they put like some acid in it, mm-hmm. and then they let it stew like next to some bats. Yeah, yeah. You want some? It's spicy. Bats. I'm good. I don't need the bats. Uh, but I also, I got to um, drive to uh, Philly right now. What? So. You cannot use Philly as a scapegoat. <laughs> that is not fair. <laughs> I got to drive. Okay, we'll play one more round. And you need to have a good excuse for not doing this drink with me. Hello? Okay. That was the best excuse. You go first, make something for me, and try okay. to get me to take it. Okay, okay. okay. All right, this is this is the ice cube. This ice cube is an expensive ice cube because it's a big ice cube because it costs like four dollars. Oh, so I'm pouring in some horchata. Oh, and some rum. Whoa, and then a little whiskey and then I some lime. How juice. you hand, holding all those bottles at the same time? Listen, you know what? I would, but I want to escort a woman to get an abortion later today, and oh. I want to make sure I'm in my rights. You know, you don't need to be sober for what that. What are you, you talking about? No, dream. there's gonna be people harassing her, and I want to make sure that I let them know that they should be home taking care of their kids. What makes you more able to let people know how you feel than alcohol? Damn. There you go, your girl. She's a winner, baby. I'm gonna be at the, the clinic. Let her through. <laughs> Let her through. She's a winner, baby. Thank you so much for playing. I'm good with me. As I, like I think you're the only person that ever got me lit during this game. <laughs> so that's how powerful you are. Thank you. There you go. Um, thank you so much for joining me on A Girl's Guide. Can you tell people where to follow you and where to find you? Yes, I'm Joelle Nicole on the Instagrams. And it's looking like that's going to be the one that I'm actually going to try to do things with. And, nice. And abandon all others. <laughs> I feel you. Because <laughs> for what? Why are we having those things, you know? Joyelle Nicole Johnson, follow her, yep. see her. She travels, she does jokes. Yes, and I have a special on Peacock called Love Joy. It's still up there, I think, until they take it down, and then that probably just means I can re-record it somewhere else. Sell it again, baby. <laughs> Sell it again, baby. Thank you guys for tuning in. See you soon. Bye.